Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. It is the Fredericksburg Regional Food Bank this morning. Dan Mayer, the president and CEO of the Food Bank, is here this morning. Dan, good to see you. Good morning. Good to be with you, Ted. Thanks for having me today. This is a big week for the uh, the, the Food Bank. You have, uh, this is what, your second annual open house. It is. Yeah, we've gone to the tech technique of trying to make sure that the public is more aware of our services, more aware of how they can get involved and engaged, and just have an opportunity to thank the public, those who come out uh, in volunteerism, as donors that support us. Uh, as those who conduct food drives for us. So just a way to really acknowledge that within the community, but also to expose those who maybe aren't so familiar with the services or the operations of the food bank to come out and see us. And so this Saturday, uh, November 3rd, it's going to start at 9 a.m., runs till 1 p.m. You can come out anytime within that window. And the site this year is our secondary location, 480 Central Road in Battlefield Industrial Park. Hope to see some people out there. The... um I've always thought to see the operation of the food bank is 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 really beneficial because it it is you are much bigger and have so much going on there and and use every inch of space you have. I I think it would be a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah, that's exactly why we've taken to doing this because uh, we recognize that people often don't understand the scale of need within the community and don't understand understand the scale of operations that we have trying to address that need, but also the need to continue to grow that scale because of the need within our community. So we've got two facilities now because of that scale of need. And this facility at 480 Central Road in Fredericksburg is one that we've just been operating out of for about a year or so. So it's an optimal time to show it off, show it in operation. Uh, It's a standard volunteer day. The first Saturday of the month, we have volunteers come in every Saturday morning, the first Saturday of the month and pack boxes for seniors within the community. So it's a chance to see that operation going on. There's going to be some activities that also will show off other types of volunteerism, such as assembly lines for food boxing of other sorts. And we're turning that into a competition calling the Corporate Cup, having some businesses come out, give them a little 10-minute sprint, let them see how many boxes they can pack in that 10-minute sprint. Interesting. And then the company that does the most uh, is going to go away with a, a championship trophy. And then internally, uh, staff wants to have some fun competing on their forklifts. We were calling it a forklift rodeo. So the warehouse staff trying to go out there and show off their skills in terms of moving product around. So some fun activities to share with the public, some volunteerism to witness. There will be other vendors from around the community, businesses, nonprofits out there. We've got a couple food trucks coming out, and that'll be the only expense for people that day. Everything else is free. Uh, but the, the food, we'll have some great food truck vendors out there and a chance to go away with something to eat that day, too. What a great thing, though, to, to actually show some of the things. I mean, the, the the forklifts are used all the time. And just the, the packing of stuff to take some time. And I think that's a good that's that's that's, that's a great way to show what goes on. Yeah, we're, we're trying to make it a visual. A Saturday's not an ordinary day of operating for us other than those volunteer box packs, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, it's the easiest day to get people out and show them the facility because people are free on Saturday. The public's free on Saturday. So we are just trying to kind of, in a sense, mimic operations and let people see what the food bank does to pull product together, to organize that product, and then to get it distributed in the community through our dozens, if not at times hundreds of partner 
community pantries or community agencies that are operating to get that food into the hands of people. So we're just trying to give people an exposure to what that looks like by having our staff operate, by having our volunteers in place, that sort of thing. 480 Central Road, and you have uh, you you have talked for a long time that there was going to be the need for another another location. That that time has come, and we'll we'll get in as as we talk this morning just about the uh, the, the needs. But really, a great chance to see the, the the food bank. We we always hear about the food bank here and the food bank there. To actually see it again, I think is is uh, is is really worth it. To, to you'll, you'll you'll learn a lot about the needs in this community. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, I know open houses and festivals and things like that are a dime a dozen to some degree, maybe especially this time of year. We know we've got some competition in the community for events that may at one level seem more fun, but that's why we're kind of making it a bit of a festival type yeah. atmosphere. But it's really an instructional educational opportunity to let the community understand why we need its support and to thank those who have gotten that message, who are involved already, who have shown their support as financial donors, volunteers, what have you. So we really think it's just a a chance to pay tribute to the community spirit that we're trying to foster because it really is that community spirit rallying around those who are facing food insecurity, facing hunger. It's what it takes is the community spirit rallying around them to make a difference. And we just want to, you know, give an opportunity for the community to think about how it has been involved, how it can get involved even more. Dan Mayer here the, uh, with the Fredericksburg Regional Food Bank, fredfood.org, or check them out on Facebook. All good stuff, and you'll see all kinds of information about the uh, the open house this Saturday. We'll continue on when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Dan Mayer here this morning, the president and CEO of the Fredericksburg Regional Food Bank, fredfood.org, or check them out on Facebook for all kinds of information. Uh, one of the things, Dan, we you, you every, every week, and it, it, usually on the weekend and on, on, on Sundays, you'll post a list of where there are pickups and where you can where you can get things. That is very helpful. We try to get that out as is every week for you because there really are. If if, if you're struggling, there there really are options around in this in this area that the food bank is providing. Thank you, Chad, for recognizing that. We really do try to get that message out and appreciate that you are an ambassador to help get that message out. We really encourage people, uh, as if they follow us on social media, and thousands of people do, to really help us share that messaging. Because believe it or not, even though we do have thousands of people who follow us on social media and are pretty prominent in the community, obviously, there's a lot of people who still don't understand our services, still don't understand how to access them, that sort of thing, partly because... They just have never faced the situation they're facing before. And so, frankly, we need that help in getting the messaging out, and we try to have a key presence on social media, but we still need the community to spread that word for us. But, uh, yes, Fred Food VA is an app we have, and I would encourage people to be aware of that, Fred Food VA, because that will allow them to see all the distributions and activities of the food bank through its partner pantries in the community. So that's a very important resource. And then, as you had said, the social media sites that we use, we highlight our special forms of distribution, such as our mobile pantries and what we call pop-up pantries, where we uh, go into communities where there's perhaps a a lack of a a firm Mm -hmm. brick-and-mortar type pantry presence. So those kinds of pantry distributions that are mobile, we post those on social media to make people aware when we're coming into their communities. But Fred Food VA is an app 
that is statically showing people the sites where there are brick and mortar pantries and our mobile pantry distributions that are predictable and permanent. I miss the Fred Food VA app. I mean, that, that's a great idea because there are so many pantries around here. Yeah, and the way that operates is you can plug in there, you know, geographically what's proximate to me so that if I don't need or have the ability to travel very far, where could I find food within that vicinity that is being distributed? Or if it's a very urgent need, like I need food today, you can plug in where is food being distributed today and see all the sites that are operational that particular day. So there's versatility to that mm -hmm. app in terms of how you might face situations. But yeah, most people either need it to use it based on the geography that they can navigate within because of their familiarity with it or transportation barriers that limit them perhaps to only a certain geography where they could access food. And then again, the emergency needs that people face, being able to look for food at a precise time is important too. The two things. First of all, the the the, the, the pop up pantries, which again is that that's what you'll see on you'll see on Facebook and the in, in, in social media. Having been to a number of those and just stop by and, and see the, the the lines, and it's just I've I've always I have said to people you could you could take a you could take a picture turn make it black and white and convince someone that this is from the thirties. You know, it, it looks just like it does. You know that we saw our grandparents talk about the, the depression. That's what the, those pantries really are an eye opener to me. Yeah, it can be very staggering the need that we face, and that's I think very eye opening for people. Hence why we have are having an open house this weekend, this Saturday, November fourth, because we really want people to understand the need that is present within the community, the response that is necessary within the community, and how they can engage with that response. There's nothing more tangible than seeing our operations going on. And so our, our pop-ups or our mobile pantries are very well attended, perhaps unfortunately, but thankfully, I suppose, that yeah. the presence is there in the community. But you're right. I mean, dozens of families come out in an hour span for our mobile and pop-up pantries and go away with free supplemental groceries because they really are facing that need. And the USDA just issued a release last week looking at 2022 each year it studies and assesses what does food insecurity data look like around the country meaning how many people are turning out looking for assistance because they cannot self-provide three meals a day and the numbers for 2022 were the highest growth year over year since 2008 in the great recession yeah and then also in terms of the food insecurity rates overall, one in seven adults is deemed food insecure across the nation, one in five children in the 2022 data. And that's the highest those rates have been since 2014. So we're really facing some extraordinary need uh, that is reflected locally as well. Year over year, we're already seeing about a 30 to 40% increase in the number of people we're serving this year versus 2022. And that was, as I'm saying, the USDA showing a, an extraordinary need year. So the need is large and extraordinary within our community as well as across the whole nation, sadly. Well, when you talk about that 30 to 40% increase, Dan, I remember last year around this time and towards the end of the year, and we talked about how last year was was, was a record-setting year. Yes, yeah, so some of that record-setting is that we do have these presence of these additional mobile distributions within the community. We've really ramped that up mm -hmm. since covid uh, so our presence is making more food available, but it really is in response to the clamoring for where can I get help? 
how can I find access? It just makes us aware that even our stable brick-and-mortar pantry system is not scaled up enough to serve the need that is presenting itself within the community. So we're trying to be more responsive, but that takes resources, that takes food dollars, that takes food in our warehouse, that takes uh, volunteers. So hence, again, the, the open house is really our opportunity this Saturday, November 4th, to highlight to the community in a very tangible way why we need you. So we need you there first to be able to express to you how you can be involved uh, more diligently. But we really just want to help the community have that impression of the need that is in its present, in its midst. And sadly, yes, we're on pace for another record year of distribution output uh, because of the the need we're facing as a community. Well, the the Fred the Fred Food VA app, I think, is th- that's something that can be a game changer for for some people. I still I'm running to people all the time who will say to me, "Yeah, I help out at, at this uh, a pantry here or there." And, and they're all around the community and different days. And to try to keep track of that, this is what this is a great thing. I'm always learning about it. I, I run into people, yeah, I pick up food for, for a pantry or I do this. There are pantries all around here. There really are. There, there, there's dozens of stable brick-and-mortar pantries across the community. We, we serve a territory that runs from Caroline up to Stafford County, from King George out to Orange County. So we truly are the Fredericksburg Regional Food Bank. And we are the only Feed in America food bank that takes care of that territory. Mm-hmm. So all the smaller operations that people often call food banks really are what we would call pantries. And there are dozens of those that operate on a stable, predictable basis across the community. So each county that we touch has multiple pantries available within it. And yes, unfortunately, people, when they face these issues of food insecurity for the first time, they really don't understand where they can access food. So Fred Food VA is a very great tool. Um, Technology, you know, is the way of the world. Everybody wants things at their fingertips. And we've just recognized that that is the best mechanism then. Saves a lot of answering phones uh, in terms of people with questions when we can send them to an app. Uh, we'll still answer the phone, of course, but the app just puts this power in people's hands to be self-sufficient a bit more to understand where can I turn to get some assistance and take some of the stigma out. You know, people are sometimes ashamed to ask for that help, whereas having the app in their hand steers them to the help, allows them to see where they can turn and recognize that people are already there wanting to help. So there, there should be no shame in going to those who are trying to help. I remember in the days before the technology of, of hearing food bank stories of where, where people would call the director or a, or a staff member of the food bank. To, and in those situations, if I'm, I'm, I'm hungry and what, what do I do, this does give you – because it is, boy, it's, if, if, if it's for a, for a first time – you can be just, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know the first thing to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, it can be very overwhelming when people face economic crises for the first time in their lives. And, you know, with the pandemic and now with this high rates of inflation we've experienced, the numbers of those facing it are at levels that we haven't experienced since the Great Recession or, you know, in some respects, even the Great Depression. So uh, very challenging times for a lot of people. And we're just fortunate that we have a community that has the heart to turn out and show their support. And we hope that community will turn out at our open house on uh, Saturday, November 4th, and learn even more about how to engage with us. Oh, you do. You do. Yeah, I, I, you, like you say, this is this is one of those, This you've you've made it fun, but it's also going to be really informational and an eye-opener, and, and that, 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 that's what you hope for. You talked about, uh, as, as we talk about whether it's the pop-up pantries or the dealing with the, the food pantries, the other thing that we should talk about 
is, and I think the people will get a chance to see, the great staff that you have. Because there is so much coordination. You're, you're dealing with, with some major distributors who are, who, are, who are getting you food, but also locally. And th- there are a lot of people in the community working in a, in a lot of different ways to make sure that, that food, through the schools too, that, 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 that food gets distributed. And that's, that's what you guys are doing. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I, I always say the food bank is a community food bank because it's not a matter of a few dozen people who work there or hundreds of people who volunteer there. It really does take a lot of moving pieces that may not experience our facility, but experience the benefit of our facility operating and the team that operates there. So yes, I appreciate you praising the staff. It is a diligent staff, hardworking staff. I mean, we are creating this output that is record-breaking without really having grown the staff uh, that much in the last few years. Yeah. So the fact that there's more work being placed on basically the same number of people shows some efficiency, shows some hard work and work ethic that is paying off. And then we've had more volunteers come out uh, last year than we've had in, in previous years. So, you know, the community is recognizing the need to respond. It just needs to respond even more, though, for us to maintain these levels of response. Um, because one thing I could have mentioned about record-breaking output, sadly, our summer feeding program this year basically doubled what it had done the year before, which had been a record-breaking year. We right. served about 150,000 meals to children this summer, uh, and that was an extraordinary output but an extraordinary need was being responded to. So we just continue to see these records get smashed by the community turning out and saying they need our assistance, they need our help, and we need the community. Uh, You know, we can't do these things without a distribution channel. Uh, We can't do these things without retail stores willing to donate food to us, uh, distribution centers around here willing to donate food to us, people conducting food drives, people donating dollars. We can't do what we do without these things in place. And so we are hopeful that the community fabric will continue to uh, net itself together and and be there as a safety net. We're going to continue to talk about some of those things and give people some ideas because there really are a lot of ideas. It would be interesting to know, besides the staff, just, just the volunteers that did that work not only at the food bank because I but I think it my, my my own wife and a, and, a, and a friend they go once a week and pick up and, and do a pickup from a from a store and, and and take it to a pantry, and there there those kinds of things there 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 really are a lot of people involved in, in in wanting to help. There are our partner agencies are extraordinary because uh, many of them are retirees of course uh, to be available during daytime hours. Sometimes yeah. we need people during daytime hours, we need people at nights and weekends. So trying to have that volunteer pool that can address these community need times is is really a, a an effort in its own right. But yeah, we're so grateful that so many faith-based organizations or other civic organizations pull together and get their volunteer pool in place. And it really is an extraordinary story uh, to think about how food banks and their networks operate. And um, I appreciate you giving us the chance to tell that story. I have, I know several people involved with one of the downtown Rotary Clubs that go out on Friday to, and, and pick up food from somewhere. And, and these are people that are really connected to the community. And they tell me over and over they can't get over the needs that they see and that they never knew about. Yeah, it's eye-opening, very humbling, I think, for people and perhaps gives a new perspective. I mean, we're in the season where we're moving toward Thanksgiving. Yeah. So again, I think you know, having an open house this time of year to give us that that sobering perspective, 
uh, as we head into the holiday season can be very important because it reminds us that there's tremendous need around us, but there's also tremendous need to be grateful uh, for what we have, for the fact that we have a strong community, those kinds of things. There's many reasons to be grateful. And so I'm not trying to paint a pessimistic picture, but I am trying to highlight that we have some really severe needs that we're trying to address and trying to maintain the scale to operate under. And uh, we just want the community to be aware of that and the community to be excited about that. If someone does want to volunteer, go just go to fredfood.org. Yep. The website, fredfood.org, is a great way to get involved. Uh, there's a way to engage there with the opportunities. So volunteerism is an opportunity there. Financial donations is an opportunity there. Food drives and conducting food drives, even virtual food drives, where we can encourage you to make a monetary pledge that is essentially giving us the wherewithal to buy mm-hmm. foods that you want us to have. Those kinds of operations can all be found at fredfood.org, and you can get involved in any of them. Again, the open house this Saturday from uh, 9 to 1 at 480 Central Road. You can find out all about the uh, in, in, in see in action the, uh, the, the Fredericksburg Regional Food Bank. Dan Mayer here this morning, the president and CEO. Quick break, and uh, we'll continue along. There are some other things going on, and, and again, ways that, that we all can get involved with the food bank and, uh, and helping out. More on News Talk, News Talk 1230 WFVA. It's 8.30. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Dan Mayer here this morning from the Fredericksburg Regional Food Bank, fredfood.org, the the website. Fredfood VA is the app that will uh, give you all kinds of information and on, on, on social media, all kinds of great information too. Open house again this Saturday, 9 to 1, 480 Central Road. The, uh, the 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 uh, I guess how how do we describe 480 Central Road? The it's an industrial park uh, site. It's in Battlefield Industrial Park. Um, it's about a twenty thousand square foot warehouse with some office space, and gives us a secondary location. I mean, really allows us to kind of have a footprint right in Fredericksburg itself, um, but also more available space for the additional products we're needing to handle with the high demand within the community. Boy, and that says it all, just the, 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 the high demand. And I mean, this really started, I mean, you really started seeing, I guess, jumps during COVID. Yeah, yeah. The pandemic, there was a real spike because obviously the whole nation reacted, okay, there's extraordinary need, people are out of work, people can't leave their homes. Um, the government and other entities pumped a lot of commodities towards food banks, and that really spiked our ability to serve um, and was responsive to the need of COVID. But then, like anything, uh, the news cycle passes, uh, people uh, put COVID in the rearview mirror, then inflation uh, caused another spike of need, but without all the resources being pumped toward food banks. So we had to be a lot more self-sufficient trying to gather uh, commodities and, and resources for the community. And we're still kind of in that phase where we're facing the need that inflation and some of the residuals of the pandemic have caused, but without the federal commodity programs or without the um, special finances that people pumped in during COVID, mm-hmm. you know, we're just out there trying to get get those resources on our own and keep ourselves whole and keep the community whole. And that's why we really need the community to be aware of the need in its midst and the response that is required. We've talked before that when, when people come by with, with cans of food or make food donations, that that that's really helpful but is it still the fact that if if i can if if i, if I can give you money you you can do a lot more with that yeah money's obviously a, a flexible resource and so um, based on the statistics of service 
we're able to demonstrate that for every dollar, two meals go out into the community. Because when dollars come in, that allows us to steer resources to what we most need at that time. And with the high level of volunteerism that we experience with the donated food that comes from the federal government and from the retail stores in the community, distribution centers in the community, we are able to access millions of pounds of food essentially at no cost. I mean, there's cost involved in going to pick them up and things of that nature, but uh, you know, certainly much less than if we had to buy all that food. So we're able to resource donations and leverage those donations in a way that puts millions of meals out in the community each year. Last year, we put 6.2 million meals out in the community, record volume, higher than the pandemic, um, because that is what the community was, was needing. And so we were trying to be responsive and that's where our level of service took us, 6.2 million meals across the community. Mm. You've, you have given some statistics this morning that, that, that really, that, that statistics, you know, 150,000 meals to kids this summer. And it, it, it goes on and on. And you look about our, our community outwardly, we seem to, we, you, have, you have this feeling of, you know, we're doing pretty well. If, if we're doing this here, you just think about, you know, around the state what it's like in some some areas. But this this is really does show, Dan, what what what, what you're having to deal with. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, and, and we do need some perspective there. Yeah, nationally, uh, the rates are much higher than in our community. So we should be grateful that we have a an essentially a thriving community. But thriving in the against the backdrop of the economic circumstances we face as a region as a nation is relative, I guess. Yeah. And so not everybody's thriving. And I think that's what is really critical is to recognize that though we are better than many communities, we still have significant needs and probably always will. Obviously the, the human condition is such that there will probably always be some severe need within its midst, but we are facing based on data record numbers of people in need within our community. And that I think is what I really want to impress upon people that just because most people are doing well does not mean the whole community is doing well. And I think the measure of a community is what do we do for the least in our midst? And so I just really encourage people to have a recognition of that. I know there's, there are all kinds of areas where, where, where churches and others are involved with schools to di- distribute food. If, if there is a program out there, is are, are there ways that the people can tap into the food bank or how, I'm sure that you have some kind of a, a program if, if someone's doing something and needs some if that they would like to to partner along with the food bank sure yeah we're, we're always trying to expand those partnerships and understand what's a logical partnership within the community you've highlighted a great one with schools we tend to work with them because families are going there anyhow and many of those families are facing food needs so how can we get things like after school snacks how can we get pantries on site at schools? How can we get uh, these schools uh, being more aware of things like the free lunch program, getting people enrolled for that, that sort of thing? Because you know, a meal is a meal. Whether we provide it or people access yeah. a benefit within the community, our goal is getting people to where there are meals. Um, so there's all sorts of partnerships that make sense. And yes, fredfood.org is a starting point, but we also have an agency relations staff so people, if they think they want to be a partner, that's a great way to start is to contact the food bank directly, have a dialogue with okay. our agency relations staff and see what might make sense, uh, whether to be kind of a program partner where you maybe are a host site for some of our programs or actually take on 
the responsibility of receiving food from us and managing that yourself to distribute to the community. There's many ways to get involved as partnerships. Just check out fredfood.org. One other, one other, uh, another uh, great partner of yours I know is, is Stafford County Schools and the uh, the band together to fight hunger. That is a great, great program. It is. It's fun, and it's also a, a fundraiser um, that the Stafford County Schools have operated for years now. Um, so this year's event is Monday, November sixth, from seven to nine p.m. at Mountain View High School. The premise there is that the five Stafford High School bands come together and they individually perform a few pieces to show off their own respective talents as bands. And then they culminate it close to nine o'clock with an all band performance on the football field there at Mountain View High School. And that is very impressive to have hundreds of high schoolers out there uh, mm-hmm. performing together in, in unison. So it takes, I mean, that tells you right there, it takes some work to get ready for it. Uh, to get these high schools together and putting on a unified performance uh, demonstrates that in addition to their ordinary work routine during the football season, they work together to put on a show uh, in this band together to fight hunger. And the idea there is that they fundraise within the community and then the night of the band performance, a canned good per person is the admission fee and just come out there to the, the football field at Mountain View High School. 7 to 9, Monday, November 6th. Donate your canned good. Enjoy a, a performance and go away feeling good. I think that's the, the thing that everybody kind of takes away from that is it's a, a fun night because everybody feels like they're coming together uh, and rallying around a common cause. And um, you know, it's just something that uh, one of the band directors in the past thought was a, a good concept to get the students performing together but also doing good together. And so I really commend Stafford for that in- initiative. Well, and there, there always is a, the the food bank provides a truck, and you, you you load it in the truck. It's always just amazing because most people bring way more than just one can, thankfully, and it fills the it, it fills the truck up, and to, to to see what is what is collected, and it does show what you can do when you when you decide as a as a as a as a, as a even just a small community. To, to collect things. It, it is impressive because you're right. People understand that one can is the, the symbolic gesture for admission, but uh, you know certainly most people do bring a bag of food or something of that nature. And so uh, you know, a few hundred people coming out, several hundred people coming out, go away with yeah. thousands of pounds of food just from that night alone. And then the dollars that are raised, uh, I've been told it's already kind of on a pace to exceed last year. Uh, so we tend to get you know, something on the order of twelve, fifteen thousand dollars raised. You know, something of that magnitude, and then um, you know, part of that is by businesses stepping up and being sponsors of the event. But also, there's food trucks and businesses there. So all the proceeds from sale of food at the event go to the food bank, that sort of thing. So there's a lot of ways that the the food bank benefits from that night. So really encourage people to to get involved, and you can just make a donation, even if you can't come out and see the band mm-hmm. on our website website fredfood.org that's one of the events listed is the band together to fight hunger event you can just click on there and uh, donate away and, and if you as an organization have ideas for for fundraisers i'm sure you're always looking for for, for those kinds of things of and if, if you know a way or you know you can get a large group of people together all of this all of this helps day to day. Yeah, it, it takes it takes a community, takes initiative, takes uh, thoughtful ideas, and people having the passion to do things. 
because you're right. We're we can't operate all these uh, necessary fundraisers around the community. We can support them in some fashion. We can brand them, what have you, to help. Uh, but it takes the people themselves who want to pull together and make a difference. And so uh, you know that highlights another event, for instance, on the immediate horizon. Saturday, November 11th, the owner of Cork and Table Restaurant, Jim Fallon, uh, is having a fundraiser, two dinners, six and seven. The seating is for the benefit of the food bank, and that event is online as well. He uh, you know, just opens the restaurant, and the proceeds from the events uh, of, of serving the dinners at six and seven that night are going to go to the food bank hmm. and should help generate, again, uh, probably tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, so Cork and Table Restaurant, Saturday, November 11th, and that is also on our website, fredfood.org. So that's just an example uh, of one coming up on the, the horizon there. And, and a good example of someone who had an idea and one wanted to give. That's that's w- that's very generous, and on a Saturday. It's extraordinarily generous. Yes, I mean, you know, he, it shows Jim's passion for our operations and for food insecurity within the community. But that is what it takes. It takes people who have a shared passion, a vision, and ability to just say, hey, I can do this and make a difference. Mm-hmm against uh, hunger within the community. We can't conceive of all those ideas for people. It's beyond our scope and scale. I'm not that bright. Yeah. So I think you know people having their own initiative and their own ability to say, hey, could the food bank benefit from this? Certainly, most cases we can. Yeah, it's those it's those it's those, those passionate things because it, it it is it's like like we have said the need is so great, but individually it's it's sort of the you know one bite at a time kind of concept but that but that's how you do it yeah yeah i mean mother Teresa was famous for saying if you can't feed 100 people feed one yeah and so it's kind of like that what can you do as a community how can you as a community uh participate generate some support and you know you may think well what's it going to matter how's this impact going to matter when you multiply your impact with the impact of people down the street with the impact of people in another county with the people of the Richmond, you know, the advocacy of legislators in Richmond, when we all work together, uh, then we make that big difference. It may be only a can of soup, but that one can of soup you put in may help feed, may give a child lunch. It's somebody's meal. That's right. You're, you're putting a meal on somebody's table that day. And so you want you, you, you want to just you, you want to just keep doing that. So if you've got ideas and, and like you said, you've, you, you've got a staff that can, can come up with ways to, to make it fun and make it happen. Yeah, we can help execute the ideas. We just can't be all the hands across the entire community doing everything because we're, we're limited in that way. But when the community itself offers those hands and gets involved, then truly we are embracing the community with uh, the the love and the support that it needs to have food on its table. Well, and we're coming to the season now where there's 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 such an emphasis, and, and, and you and others always talk about yeah, there's there's always a big need during the the, the holidays. Yes, and you try to provide what you can but uh, as we have talked about this is this is a 12 month this is a 365 day 12 month kind of thing absolutely yeah i think people rightly understand the holidays to be a special time of year and want to do some special things to make people have the holidays be a festive and joyful time of year um, but you know it, it's important to recognize that yes people who are struggling they do want to be able to celebrate Thanksgiving. They do want to be able to celebrate Christmas, what have you. But they also want food on their table this Tuesday and next Saturday. And mm. there's just all sorts of occasions that we tend to gravitate to because they are times of special emphasis to us. But every meal is special or important to somebody who's hungry. 
fredfood.org, the website. Uh, also check out Facebook, the, uh, the, the app Fred Food VA is a great app, or if you know of people that can benefit from that, check that out too. Quick break, and we'll uh, wrap this up with Dan Mayer of the Fredericksburg Regional Food Bank. We'll talk again about the Open House the, this Saturday from uh, from 9 to 1 at their uh, their new location on Central Road. We'll do that when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Dan Mayer here with the uh, Fredericksburg Regional Food Bank. Big the, 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 the big event to talk about, Dan, and really to focus on is the open house this Saturday night. Well, this is going to be different than... We, we talk about the food bank to see it, to see the operation, and you've, you've added some fun components too, but to see it does really make a difference. It, it does. I mean, it's truly that. An open house, we want people to come out, experience the food bank, see the scale of operations with their own eyes, see some activities that reinforce to them the way we operate. Being on a Saturday, it's not a normal operating day for us Uh but it's a way to kind of show off our operations in tangible ways. So volunteers will be there doing box packs for senior citizens within the community. So it's a way to see that operation. There'll be a fun box pack activity, uh, what we're calling the corporate cup, some businesses competing, a little 10 minute sprints of box food box packing, see how many boxes they can pack in that sprint. And we'll go away with a champion for the day. Our staff will be involved in what we're calling forklift rodeo, uh, showing off their (laughs) skills how they can handle the forklifts. And they, they are really product. good, by the way. I've <laughs> seen them in action. Right. So they're looking forward to that as a, a fun kind of competition of, of their own. And then, um, you know, a chance to interact with vendors and information booths and things of that nature, uh, as well as some food trucks will be on site uh, put, selling their, their goods. So uh, everything about the day is free other than those food trucks selling food for the, for the clientele that's coming out. Um, we just really hope to see a lot of people there. That's the goal. 480 Central in Battlefield Industrial Park, 9 to 1, this Saturday, November 4th, as you've said. I've been doing food bank stories and, and, and have known people at the food bank for years. And uh, my eyes were really open years a few years ago. When my, when my daughter was in college and over Christmas break, she came and she she volunteered and uh, in, in helped pack things for the food bank. And, and she came. I remember she came home one day and was like, Dad... She told me about the, the the training she had received about each can and what to look for and the and the 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 due date and all, and all these just not the the sorting and everything big to small there it is it is really quite the operation it is and you've cited something there that is easily trainable but very necessary for people to know to be able to keep our operations safe and so for us to have the scale of operation we need. We can't do it all on the backs of staff. We just wouldn't be able to hire enough staff. We wouldn't have those resources as a community. Uh, And so the community steps forward, volunteers, and we're able to train them in a very simple method. But, uh, you know, I'm glad your daughter was impressed. It just kind of reinforces there's a complexity Mm. to an operation of this scale and magnitude and under the regulations we labor, that sort of thing. So there's complexity there, and we just want the community to be aware of the role they play to help us solve that complexity. And in any way, the community can get involved. Coming to the open house, we'll, we'll show you things. Just the, the, the stat, the, a couple of the statistics, we don't, one in seven are food insecure in this area, one in five children. Those and the numbers just show there is there is such a need. And if, if you can volunteer, if you can provide financial help, 
if anything you can do to help the food bank. Yeah, fredfood.org is our website, and there's a lot of ways to show your support and get involved. You can sign up as a volunteer there. You can host food drives by signing yourselves up there. You can make financial contributions there, which are very critical. One dollar equates to two meals in terms of uh, the service we're able to provide within the community. And then our app, for those who are in need of services, the best way is probably to use our app, Fred Food VA, or to follow us on social media, Facebook, uh, X, uh, Instagram. Everywhere, you're everywhere. LinkedIn, you know, you, you, you got to find us maybe. But yeah, we're out there on social media, a lot of platforms as well. The 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 app will show you the the uh, especially where where the pantries are. They're the they're the if you go to social media, the the pop up pantries that, that you're at in a number of locations every week. Yes, we are. We we got uh, usually a few dozen uh, yeah. pop up pantries across the region each month. So you know more than one a day in many cases uh, throughout the course of the month. And then our brick and mortar pantry partners out there operating the way they do. Uh, you know, some of them are open virtually every day during the month distributing food. So a lot of opportunities to access that food, just creating the awareness in the community of the, the ways they can access that food. And if, as the holidays come, if you're looking for some place and wonder, wonder, wonder where I could plug myself into or to get involved, here's one of them. And there's, there's all kinds of ways, as oh, we've sh- talked about. Sure. Yeah, a lot, a lot of ways to satisfy yourself, uh, I think, during the holiday season and remind yourself uh, that you're part of a bigger picture and that there's a lot to be grateful for in your own life, but that there's also a lot you can do to make your community a better place. Band together to fight hunger at Mountain View High School is next uh, Monday. Yep. Monday, November Monday 6th, 7 to 9 p.m., Mountain View High School. Yes. And also the uh, the event at uh, Cork and Table on the 11th. Yes, Check November 11th, uh, a 6 o'clock seating and a 7 o'clock seating. And on our website, you can sign up and, and purchase tickets to get into those seatings. Uh, fredfood.org. Dan Mayer, thank you so much. We'll talk again soon, Dan. Good, always good to see you. Appreciate it, Ted. Good to see you, too. Thanks for listening. See you in the morning.